Our greatest desire is not only to know Jesus, but to also make Him known, to fall in love with Jesus and encounter His presence in a tangible way, and to allow the Holy Spirit to permeate our hearts, making us into all He has called us to be. He has become our greatest joy. Thank you, Lord. You know, we really want you to grab a hold of this moment. We want you to grab a hold of the last day of the year, be able to usher in a new year with Christ, be able to get a word, be able to realize it's supernatural. The word of God is always supernatural. Amen. You know, we always, again, um, sorry, just because it's a very great year for Frank and I, and I don't want to mean to say I'm sorry, but we're rolling into 50 years of being born again. We're rolling into 50 years of being married. And so 50 years of landing in Bible school. And uh, this is the month I met Frank. And by August, we were married. We were off to Bible school. And so the memories. And so of all things, there was a guy named Dick Mills that came to that Bible school. And he called me out. So you never know the word that you'll get. And it doesn't, just because you're not called out, God can give you a word. Any of these can be words. And he gave Frank a word. It was to um, uh, stop striving. Oh, to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And he was, Frank was such a striver at 21 years old. He was 21. I was 16. And the word he gave to me was that I would have songs in the night. And that would, and I had no clue when he gave me that word, what that meant other than, oh my God, maybe I won't have nightmares anymore. And that's as far, but that's the neat thing about God is you get a word and it just keeps going and going and going. Named Mary's song, Mary's song. I've always lived off of a song. I believe that there's a song in each and one of our lives that he wants to bring breakthrough in your life. And so really try to grab a hold of what God is trying to speak to you. So I give you a really just open yourself up. Don't let this just be a, another religious service. You know, please don't do that. Begin to dig deeper and say, you know, I just want something supernatural. I'm going to start with Isaiah 22, 22, because we're closing out 22 and all year long, we've been hearing about Isaiah 22, 22. I'm going to read it really quick because guess what? Thank God there's always a 23 after 22. And it says, and I'll place on his shoulder. I didn't, he doesn't have the scripture in the back, so it doesn't matter. I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. And this is it's going to go on. And it says, and he shall open and no man shut. And he shall shut and none shall open. God's going to continue to give you favor. It may not look like favor at the moment. You might have doors being slammed in your face. You don't need to worry about that. You just continue on the journey. I always say this, continue in the disciplines. You're going you're gonna to lay yourself upon the word. You're going to continue in prayer. You're going to stand on the wall. You're going to be Habakkuk. You're going to build upon all that God's going to say in your life just because one door shuts. But again, you have the key of David. And I love that. And I love verse 23. It says, and I will fashion him like a peg and a secure place. You're just here for the life. You're a lifer. You're in it. Nobody can move you. 
Hell or high water really doesn't matter. I think that I was thinking about New Orleans just out of nowhere. That saying in Katrina, Nola, too good to swim home, or whatever was it? Something about swimming home. Y'all don't remember? It was 2000. It was Katrina. I, just say it. Just wave at me. Three people. All right. So, anyways, I was thinking about that consistency about how New Orleans, New, or, New Orleanians stick it out and how you're a, a, a peg in a secure place. No matter what happens in your life, that he's the, your rock. You know, real, we don't live by things we see, do we? Do we not? So the things that we live by are eternal. So that's a word for somebody. You're, you're being tossed to and throw. You're being affected and impacted by circumstances. You've grown weary. You know, this year for me personally, I can go all day long about personally. It was a good year, but it was a hard year. I probably, many of you know this, I probably lost a lot of relationships in this year. Lost a lot of relationships. And in that, God began to really speak to me and had me go down deep. Because when you begin to have those things rocking and reeling in your lives, it does you good to get yourself back in the disciplines. You can't always blame other people your whole entire life. That at some point, he's going to lay his hand on your shoulder and say, come now, let us reason together. And so my thing for, the, for all of us is to continue to walk in forgiveness to begin to ask God to break through in a special way in our lives. That as we roll in, I'll begin to share about God's math and what happens in God's math, that he lives in an accounting, in an accounting type of world. And even though what sometimes we live in debits, he's going to the one that's always going to begin to put that credit back in your life. But you've got to allow him to work in you, his will and his purpose. And a lot of that just means walk in love, to let it go. Clayton Boudreaux, you got to love the Boudreaux with that name. He said something in a Bible study, and he, he has a saying, don't pick it up, Boudreaux. And um, I like that saying, sometimes we got to pick it up. Sometimes we have to address it. But there's a way to pick it up to where you don't want harm on that person. That there's a way to pick it up that you want to cover the people that have done wrong to you or let you down or there was a, a broken uh, relationship. And so I say all this that in Isaiah twenty two twenty two that he's going to give you the key of David, that he's going to give you the ability to move back in and restore the very relationships that were lost. That all in time, a time and a season, as you walk in the disciplines, as you begin to seek God's face, as begin that you allow yourself to remain corrected, to remain open, to remain repentive, to remain in love, that God brings an unbelievable restoration in His time. But it takes that endurance, amen? It takes, so the, the scripture also that I want to give you is in Genesis 18, 14, Love the story of Sarah. I've been digging deep in the story of Sarah. I've been digging deep in the story of Joseph. But love, this is my personal word for the new year in Genesis 18, 14. Sorry, we, I think you might have it in the message. If you do, you can put it up there. If not, I'll read it out of this translation. And he said, um, 
Genesis 18:14. He says, is, is there anything too hard for the Lord? He said, yes. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Shall I indeed bear a child? Okay, at that time, at a appointed time, I'll return to you about this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. So what's awesome is Sarah laughed and Sarah lied. And in that, in that God showed mercy. And in, in, our, dis, in our unbelief, in our disbelief, disbelief, well, I'm trying to say something. I know, why is that so hard? What, how are you saying it? Disbelief. Why wow, was that D and that B right there? Whoo, it's tripping me up. Disbelief. In our disbelief and our unbelief, God begins to come in, and he wants to say to each and every one of you, whoo, is anything too hard for the Lord? You, 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 you. That's the word for all of us. It's a word for me. It's a word for you. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? And really what Sarah was trying to say back is she felt like she was a worn-out garment. Whoo, that's heavy. A worn out. That means she tried and she tried and she tried. There many, how many times she got up and she prayed, the door was shut again. How many times she tried to get that job or tried to pay off the note, pay off the car, try to believe God for healing, try to believe God for salvation, whatever it is, she felt like a worn out garment. But God began to say, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And I'm so excited for my year because that's the year, that's the verse that I'm going to run with. And I want, I want him to be able to overflow in, in, way, in places that are so unexpected, that are so wonderful, that are so amazing. How about you? Why don't we pray right now? You don't necessarily have to stand up, but you begin to pray. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Begin to pray, Father, we just let loose those things that are blocked, Father God. We let loose those things that are, Lord, that have been uh, hung up, Father, in the heavenly, so to speak. Father, we thank you for breakthrough. We pray that you would open the windows of heaven and pour out your blessings. Lord, we pray for salvations over unexpected people. Father, we pray deliverance over people that are in bondage. We pray for finances that have been held up to be let go, Father God. Lord, I pray for the weary and the worn out and the downcast and the suffering, the suffering, sorrowful Sarahs of this world that have lost hope, that the forgotten dreams, the the dreams that have been thrown out, the dreams that have been given up, Father God. Lord, we pray for a supernatural divine energy that they can again rise up and take their stand, Father God. Thank you for supernatural jubilee, debts forgiven, relationships restored, Father God. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Lord, that all of us will begin, Lord, that we'll, we will see the end of the matter. You know, you'll see the end of the matter. You know, this year I had a, and I won't stay long in this, I made this absolutely financial blunder this year. There was just too much. Sometimes your year just gets a little bit too much. And my year turned into a little bit too much of a year. And I made this financial IRS blunder that made me so embarrassed and ashamed. 
The blunder was in the tune of $25,000. I had to pay an additional, not including what I had already paid. I did not have that. You know, we've been sowing seed into the building fund. We've been, we have a, 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 a building fund commitment that we are pledged to or that we are bound to. And so that's not something. And then on top of that, our AC went out to the tune of $14,000. And so anyways, it's all just crazy. It was a crazy, frustrating year for me. And I just want to encourage you as I stayed in the discipline, as I said, oh God, I missed my, I missed the mark. This was my blunder. This was my stupidity. I pounded and pounded with the prayer of importunity. And I knew that he would do all things well. And I just want to tell you, as I met with the accountant and he went over all the ways that we could try to reverse this curse. And at some point he named something and I said, this is it. This is it. This is what I can declare. It was all legal. I promise you. And so I just want to say, and this goes for all of you out there, I received woo, my $25,000 back in the mail that, this in the month of December. Oh, I had to wait. I had to pay it all out. I had to uh, borrow from God knows who and God knows what, ran up interest, all of that, but it got all paid off in December. So that's a word for you. Isn't that amazing? If you just stay the course, stay in the disciplines, amen. I want to do, I think I need to stop. What you think, Frank? I think I need to stop. So, well, you know what? Let me do this one little, if he has it, does, does he got, does he have my notes back there? All right. So I need you to put up that word, uh, Googleplex. Googleplex. So it's a, so I love this. Can you get that whole can you, can you fill the whole screen? You probably can't. You probably can't. No, it cannot. So some of you, who knows this number? Who knows about this word? So this is, I know, very few people. I discovered this word. I thought it was awesome because I love God's math. And that, you take Ephesians 3.16, and it's, Paul begins to write about the love of God. And it's without number. And God's math is always without number. And there's some little boy that literally came up with this word, if I get it right, and it's a Googleplex, is the number 10, or equivalently the 10. Keep going. It's all those zeros. Go to the next line. I think there's more to that. Is there not? It says, written out in ordinary, okay, there you go, written out in ordinary decimal notation. It's followed by one, by 10 one-hundreds, by 10,100 zeros, so that is followed by a, go, a Google of zeros. And so that's God's love for you. That's God's math for you. That's God's ability for you. Everyone say Googleplex. <laughs> that's a great word. When, when you are stumped, when you are stumped, just say Googleplex. When you feel like the door was slammed, a relationship has gone south, that you have made like I did the worst IRS blunder that there ever was, everyone just say Googleplex. Amen. Amen. Who's next? Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. For more information about upcoming services or events with Victory Women, please visit victorychurchnola.com.